Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much prospered as no other people on earth it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes They just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, They will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 16th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Coming up, you are not going to want to miss the guest we have for you at 10.05. It's not as if he's brand new. You've heard him before, but you know his style. You know how Kurt Schlichter uh, approaches things. Senior columnist at townhall.com, the Los Angeles-based uh, trial attorney, the uh, retired U.S. Army colonel, Kurt Schlichter, will be addressing the top story of the day, which, of course, is the only story going on in the country right now, and that is the battle between President Donald Trump and four nimrods who have decided to call themselves the Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm sorry, the the the, the Jihad Squad. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, j- the Squad. That's it, just Squad. I think any and all of those would apply, but, you know, I'll let them go ahead and, and brand themselves. Um, that's the only story, quite frankly, today. My friends, I thought that some of this would subside a little bit from yesterday to today. I, de- I devoted the opening of the show yesterday to a defense of the President of the United States against unfounded allegations of racism, which have been going on. And he has been facing since literally he came down the escalator in Trump Tower in 2015 and announced his run for the presidency. The moment he announced that run, the left branded him a racist. Now, mind you, in a decades-long public career as a game show host on The Apprentice, as a best-selling author, as a billionaire real estate mogul and developer... And yes, politically active, friend of the Democrats, friend of Jesse Jackson, friend of Al Sharpton, friend of the African-American community, 
in four decades, well, roughly four decades of public life, he had never been called a racist. He was a friend of all of the above. He runs for president, not as a Democrat, but as a Republican, and he is a racist. They started this when he started his campaign, and he talked about the importance of uh, supporting and enforcing our border security, building a wall, and stopping drugs and criminals from coming across the border. He just said Mexicans are criminals. He said they're rapists. He said they're drug smugglers. That can't be. He can't say that. The Republican candidate is a racist. That's really the first time that he's really been called a racist in his public life. And I know there were uh, housing issues, all of which were resolved, by the way, without him ever having been convicted in a court of public opinion or any other court, by the way, of being discriminatory in uh, in actually uh, housing practices. But as a public figure, particularly one active in politics, this was the first time ever. How dare he say that people coming into this country illegally might be criminals, might be drug smugglers, might be killers, might be rapists. How dare him say things that are true. It was true then when he said it in 2015. It remains true today. We do have millions of people, well, millions generally, but over the course of the last couple of years, hundreds of thousands, really over the course of the last couple of months, hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants streaming across that border. And guess what? Contained within those massive crowds of illegals overwhelming the border are indeed murderers, drug smugglers, gang members, rapists, and worse. Does that make me a racist for identifying facts? Does that make the president a racist for pointing out those facts? Those were 100% accurate then. They're 100% accurate now. Does that mean they are rapists and drug runners and gang members because they're Mexican? No. The only people who made that causal effect are the media and the Democrats. Donald Trump didn't say they're rapists because they're Mexican or because they're from other countries. He said they are coming into this country, and many of them are indeed rapists, etc. The cause and effect or the causal effect really was only drawn by the presidents, who then the candidates, enemies. That's it. But now fast forward to today. President Trump is indeed presiding. Root word president. He is presiding over a glorious economic time. He is providing the American people with lower taxes, bigger paychecks, lower regulations on businesses, bigger business growth, higher wages, lower unemployment, bigger dividends in in the stock market. Because of extraordinary growth, the president is presiding over a glorious time of economic prosperity on large and small scales. The president is making inroads toward diplomatic agreements and relationships with foreign enemies that were once thought to never be reachable. The president has opened diplomatic communications with the likes of Kim Jong-un, 
And with, uh, you know, Canada, or not Canada, China's been our trading partner for a long time, but they're not our ally. They're not our friend. He is taking the fight to them in order to get a better break for the American taxpayer on imported goods. Trying to get American companies an equal footing on our exported goods. The president is doing so many things. He has helped rebuild our military which had been decimated by the budget cuts because it just wasn't important to Barack Obama. He took back or reimposed technically the sanctions on Iran that were lifted when Barack Obama gave the, the Iranian regime $150 billion in order to continue to finance their terrorist operations and their nuclear uh, ambitions. He stopped that, pulled out of that ridiculous accord, the president is doing some phenomenal things. And the left knows it. And that's why the left is absolutely desperate to take him down. Desperate to stop him now. Because they know that they cannot stop him in the 2020 election. So they have to find a way they can't run against him based on the state of the country, because the state of the country is phenomenal. They can't run against him on failed promises. They can't run against him on virtually anything that traditional campaigns can be waged because they will lose, and they will lose big. So they have decided to engage in the politics of personal destruction. The politics of personal destruction include attacking the President of the United States as being Hitlerian, Attacking the president's family, attacking the president's administration, sometimes literally attacking them, physically assaulting them in public, and attacking the president's supporters, all as being Nazi-esque, Hitler-esque, or Hitlerian, pick your way to turn that into an adjective, Attacking us all as being the worst bigots that the the country has ever seen. And this is okay. The mainstream press has simply remained silent as Alexandria Damasio-Cortez and Jihad Omar and Sharia Tlaib and less so uh, 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 Presley, Ayanna Presley, as they have said all of these things for for the six, seven months that they've been in office and during their campaigns as well. No one has called them out for their politics of personal destruction, their public slandering, not only of the president, but as I said, of his family, his supporters, and yes, federal workers doing their jobs, like Border Patrol agents who are being asked to do an impossible job, and that is deal with hundreds of thousands of people crushing our border because of the actions of the Democrats who are luring them here and waving them in, then complaining that we're not treating them well enough because they're not sitting in the Ritz-Carlton, they're sitting in detention facilities, calling them Nazi death camp guards. And the left is perfectly fine with those characterizations. The media is perfectly fine with that slander that is being levied against the president and those innocent, hardworking federal workers.
But the moment the president fires back, the moment the president responds in kind with politics of personal destruction, declaring what I think we all know deep down in our hearts to be true, that these four women in particular, their defenders in the national mainstream media, and their defenders who aren't quite as brash and outspoken about it in the Congress, truly do hate this country as it exists. When the president points out that they hate this country so much so that they want to change it from a capitalist model of liberty into a socialist model of government control, he's the bigot. He is framed as the bad guy because he tells them the truth. If you hate it so much here, go back to another country. Fix that. Show us how it works. Then you can come here and try to fix this one. But until then, sit down, be quiet, learn the ropes of the federal government, the way everybody else in Congress is, with the exception of these four big-mouth race baiters using the color of their skin and their ethnic origin as a coat of armor that deflects the arrows of any criticism that come their way. It's the last refuge of the intellectually defeated. Racism! He criticized me. That's racism. It's the last refuge, and it's their biggest weapon. How do we know? How do we know that AOC and the rest of the Suicide Squad is all about identity politics and about using their skin color and their ethnic origins as a political weapon? Because they didn't just use it against Trump. When a member of their own party who happens to be the Speaker of the House of Representatives dared to criticize them over their votes against the $4.6 billion emergency funding for the border? When Nancy Pelosi dared question them, they called her a racist. Racism! You can't criticize me, I'm brown. If you criticize me for something I do, it's really code for you. Criticize me for the color of my skin. Same thing with Tlaib, same thing with Omar, same thing with Presley. Racism. What they would have you believe is that criticism is synonymous with racism when you're dealing with a person of color. The president is tired of that game. The president is calling them out. If they can criticize him, if they can condemn him, if they can use vile, slanderous language against him, then he is going to fire back in kind. And guess what? There are at least 63 million of us who have his back. I am one of them. And I'm ready for this fight against anybody who is willing to wage it. It's 921, the Bob France Authority, right back after this. So the president is under attack for tweeting that the four big-mouth, low-IQ freshman members of Congress on the Democrat side 
should go back to their own countries or their home countries, fix things there. And then when you show us how well that works, you can come here and try to fix things here in a country, of course, that is already working. His his larger point there was was you know a little bit erroneous because three of the four came from this country, were born in this country, only one was outside this country. But clearly, that's what he was talking about. And the rest of them, because they all are speaking the same language. They are all speaking the same anti-Trump vitriolic la- uh, language um, that is slanderous. And, uh, and and that's what he was responding to. So they held their own little press conference yesterday, did uh, Cortez and Omar and Tlaib and, uh, and Presley, and proceeded to do what they, can, what they have always done, slandered the president. That's what led to all of this. They slandered the president because the president dared respond to their previous slander. Listen to people like Il, uh, or, uh, Jihad Omar claiming that we have to hold President Trump accountable for his language. Continue to enable this president and report on the bile of garbage that comes out of his mouth or we can hold him accountable to his crimes. The garbage that comes out of his mouth. She's standing up there next to Rashida Tlaib. I call her Sharia Tlaib because it's more appropriate. She's standing up there next to Sharia Tlaib, who on the moment of her oath of office, as she was sworn into the Congress, screamed in front of cameras. It's time to impeach the mother blanker. But she didn't say blanker. She said, impeach the mother effer. And she said it loudly and clearly. But they're going to say that Trump has the vile mouth? It's okay for them to do it. Literally, as she was being sworn in, they wanted to impeach the president. They didn't recognize the president as a legitimate office holder. Yesterday, Ayanna Presley stood up there at that podium and called him the occupier of the White House. Won't even call him the president. Because they still won't give him the dignity of having been duly elected by the American people. They still think, well, the election must have been a, 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 you know, a, a fraud. Russia got him elected, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they're going to complain and criticize that he fires back at them? They won't even acknowledge his presidency? while screaming that we must impeach? We remain focused on holding him accountable to the laws of this land and accountable to the American people. I urge House leadership, many of my colleagues, to take action to impeach this lawless president today. There's Sharia Tlaib, who is screaming for impeachment before she ever got into office, or literally as she was being sworn into office. And then, of course, there's Alexandria Damasio Cortez. We'll stay focused on our agenda and we won't get caught slipping because all of this is a distraction. It's a distraction from what's most important and from our core values as American citizens. She has no core values as an American citizen. She literally wants to destroy America. This isn't just like hyperbole. I hate him. No, 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 no. Read line by line her Green New Deal proposal. It literally destroys, deconstructs American industry, American energy, the American economy. 
redistributing America's wealth. Literally, she wants to destroy the country that she sees before her. And she's complaining about this distraction. Meanwhile, completely self-unaware, the distraction came at her own self-called press conference. If she didn't want to be distracted by such things, she could go back to her office, ignore the president, and go to work. She calls a public press conference and then complains about there being a distraction. I got a lot more audio for you. I'm going to let you hear from the president as he defends himself. And obviously, I'm going to ask for your thoughts on this. President Trump versus the Suicide Squad. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Right back after this. We're going to dive right back into this. There's so much to listen to, so much to respond to, and you are welcome to just sit back and listen to it or to call and respond to it. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. You can respond on Twitter, Facebook, and Parler as well at uh, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. France Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Parler. We're going to talk about Twitter and Facebook, Google, by the way, in a bit. Dennis Prager is testifying before a Senate committee today about the censorship and the bias against conservatives uh, being put forth by those giant tech companies. He is spot on. I saw him on Fox News this morning, and he is all over this. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that as we continue as well. But for now, back to the issue. Back to the the allegations of racism, and I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me how and why it's racist to tell people who hate this country that if they don't like it, they can go find another one. I'm waiting for somebody to explain to me how saying, go fix another government that you came from, specifically to Omar, uh, Jihad Omar, uh, how that's racist. What if she came from Sweden instead of Somalia? Would it still be racist because she had lighter skin? The comments are about their actions. The comments are about their comments. The comments also clearly are a response to the negative anti-Trump statements that they have all made since they took their oaths of office back in January. Calling him Hitler. Calling Border Patrol agents and guards who are doing everything they can to save the lives of people who are coming here illegally and overwhelming our system despite under... Uh, resources, under-resourcing, if you will, from the Congress, doing everything they can and yet being called Nazi death camp guards for their efforts. The president deserved the right to respond to that, and he did. And today, the president continued to double down. By way of Twitter, let me share this. The Democratic Congresswomen have been spewing some of the most vile, hateful and disgusting things ever said by a politician in the House or the Senate, and yet they get a free pass and a big embrace from the Democrat Party. Horrible anti-Israel, anti-USA, pro-terrorist, and public shouting of the F-word, among many other terrible things. And the petrified Dems run for the hills. Why isn't the House voting to rebuke the filthy and hate-laced things they have said? Because they are the radical left, and the Democrats are afraid to take them on. Sad. Find me one word in that tweet that is not true. Find me one word that is inaccurate. 
or exaggerated. There are none, because they are 100% truthful. And that's what the president had to deal with yesterday at the press conference, of course. The president stood there because he's tough, because he doesn't cower, because he doesn't hide, especially just behind a keyboard. He says what he says on Twitter, and then he says, bring it. When he addresses the media, he has already had, I can't even tell you how many more press conferences and press availability with the president himself than Barack Obama did in eight years. I don't have a statistic on that. It's just how it feels. But President Trump stood out there yesterday at a press conference and answered for all of it. And that courage, by the way, is one of the things that I love about our president. I want you to listen to the way this whole thing went down. It's coming, I promise. Well, I don't mention, I didn't mention names, and uh, I didn't do that. But I will tell you, with our country, and I think everybody in this audience, these are great manufacturers, great workers in our audience, too. They brought a lot of their workers here. Uh, If you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. But if you're not happy, you can leave. President Trump. Well, that's just a very racist statement. Somebody that would say that. So, Speaker Pelosi said, "Make America white again." Said, that's what Let me tell you, that's a very that racist. That's a very racist statement. I'm surprised she'd say that, she John. He ahead. is playing them like a grand piano. By the way, just turning that around on Pelosi, which is just as absurd as Pelosi saying that about the president. I loved this. Well, very unhappy. Uh, the question, in case you couldn't hear it, obviously off mic from the reporter was: three of the congresswomen you were talking about were born in America. So when you say go back, what does that mean? I'm watching them. All they do is complain. So all I'm saying is, if they want to leave, they can leave, John. They can leave. I mean, I look at the one. I look at Omar. I don't know. I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said you could hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? when I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous some people. Uh, these are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can leave, and you know what? I'm, I'm sure that there'll be many people... That won't miss them. But they're American citizens. I'm I'm waiting and hoping that somebody with resources bigger than mine does exactly what he said. Compile a full and complete comprehensive list of all of the anti-American, anti-Israel, anti-patriotism, anti-U.S. statements that these four women have made. And when you see that list put together, and hopefully it will be soon, you 
there will be no choice but to agree with the president. Wow, they really do hate this country. They want to turn this country upside down into something totally different than what it is. They hate this country, so rather than them trying to turn this one into something else, why don't they go find another government like Omar, go back to your home country and try to fix that one. Turn that one around and let's see how it works before you come and try to do this one. Again, the president is right. They have to love they have to love our country. They're Congress people. And I never used any names. Are you but okay these are people, people quiet, your quiet, tweets are racist, quiet, Mr. quiet. Are you okay with quiet. thinking your tweets are racist, sir? Quiet. These are people that if they don't like it here, they can leave. And I'd be, I'd, I don't know who's going to miss them, but I guess some people will. One of them is polling, one of them is polling at eight, one of them is polling at eight percent. One of them is polling at 8%. So when, when I hear people speaking about how wonderful Al-Qaeda is, when I hear people talking about some people, some people with the World Trade Center, some people, no, not some people, much more than some people. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case you have somebody that comes from Somalia, which is a failed government, a failed state, who left Somalia, who ultimately came here, and now is a congresswoman who's never happy, says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews, hates Jews. It's very simple. And if the Democrats want to wrap their bows around this group of four people, one of them kept Amazon out of New York, tens of thousands of jobs, would have been a great thing. And she kept Amazon from going, would have been a good deal. I mean, could he have made better? Maybe. But tens of thousands of jobs, and New York has not been the same since that happened. It's really hurt New York and New York City. Amazon was going to go. They were going to relocate a major section of their business in New York. She kept them out. That was a terrible thing she did. A terrible thing she did. So here's the story. Here's the story. I see them complaining. They're complaining constantly. I watched Lindsey Graham today on Fox and Friends talking about... He says uh, the same far, subject, sir. and frankly, uh, even stronger than what I'm saying. He, he said, said they're communists. I'm saying, I'm saying that they're socialists, definitely. As to whether or not they're communists, I would think they might be. But this isn't what our country is about. Never th- they are absolutely communists. They're absolutely communist. They're cloaking it in the little more tolerable name of socialism, but they're absolutely communist. And Ted Cruz, or uh, excuse me, not Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham said that very directly. And he was correct. This is what the president was talking about. Well, we all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. They're calling the guards uh, along our border, the Border Patrol agents, concentration camp guards. Uh, they accuse people who support Israel of doing it for the Benjamins. Uh, they're anti-Semitic. They're anti-America. Don't get down. Aim higher. We don't need to know anything about them personally. Talk about their policies. Senator, you think those it tweets good. were negative? Think? Uh, I think they're American citizens who are duly elected that are running on an agenda that is disgusting, that the American people will reject. Talk about what it means for America to have free health care for illegal immigrants and no criminalization of coming into the country. See, see how that works for controlling immigration. 
So, you know, again, the president has some people in his corner. The president has some people who support him, and they have president. President also, I want to give, I want to play this one for you. Representative Tom Cole, Republican representative, asked about the resolution that Nancy Pelosi is introducing. They are looking to officially rebuke the president's tweets with a congrat, with a House vote. And Representative Tom Cole, who did not like the president's tweets, does not like that resolution either. We're moving in the wrong way. Too precipitously, and we're imp- imposing a double standard here, a standard we have not applied to our own members and that you certainly have not applied to members of your own party. That's you know, huge. Uh, if you think That's extraordinarily important and extraordinarily accurate. Did Nancy Pelosi ever call for a rebuke of, of Ilhan Omar for her some people did something? Belittling of the World Trade Center attacks, the 9-11 attacks? Did she uh, offer to rebuke or suggest a rebuke of Rashida Tlaib, who the moment she took her oath of office said, now we're going to impeach the mother effer? Only she said the word? Did, did, they, uh, did, did she suggest rebuking, a resolution rebuking and condemning any of AOC's vitriolic demonization of border guards as being Nazi concentration tra- uh, camp guards? No. It is one-sided. This cannot be the way. Uh, if you think that's going to create bipartisan support, my view, it will not. And I say that as somebody who has been critical, extremely critical, of the president's statement. Beth is in uh, Ashtabula on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Beth, go right ahead. Hi, Bob. How are you? Wonderful, dear. Take a, take a deep breath. <laughs> um, you know, I agree with the president. Every single one of those women hate this country hate a large percentage of the American people. They hate Jews. They hate Israel. But I will never forget and can never forgive Ilhan Omar denigrated and lied about our troops that served and died in the Battle of Mogadishu. Those troops were on a humanitarian mission to get food to those starving people, and she denigrated their service. I can never, ever forget that, and that's kind of been pushed under or swept under the rug. But if you want to read something really great, I don't know if you have access to the Wall Street Journal, but do you know who Ayan Hirsi Ali is? I do. She wrote an excellent piece, and she said that Ilhan Omar was taught this from the time she was a little child, to hate Jews and hate Israel. So she spoke about in her piece, and I think it was on July 2nd it was published, that she herself was taught the same thing as a child. And it was an excellent piece. And she said, you know, that she had to apologize to groups for having believed this or acted in this way. But, yeah, if you get a chance to read that. um, Well, you know what, I I, I think I've seen it or at least skimmed it, Beth, and you're Mm -hmm. right. And and what Ian Hirsiali says is 100% correct. This is what so many of them, depending on which Muslim nations they grow up in, they are indeed from birth indoctrinated to hate Jews, to to deny the existence, or to uh, call for the uh, the the extermination of Israel, and uh, and and all all Omar did was bring that with her when she fled Somalia. She brought that mindset with her to the United States. Now, did yes. growing up in the in the world's most liberty loving cradle change her mindset? No. 
despite getting unfettered access to the best that America has to offer, so much so that she could become educated and then become a member of Congress, is she grateful to the country that gave her those opportunities? No. She still holds those indoctrinated views against Israel and, yes, against the United States. It is all about, you know, we we know what it's about when it comes to people like her. It is about turning the United States into something that's more representative of where she left, but with her in control as opposed to being oppressed. And that's what uh, that's what these radical Muslim extremists want. Yep, you're exactly right. Beth, thank you so much for the call, and I'm glad you brought up. I'll look for that article so I can get a few more quotes out of it, because um, I have indeed seen uh, what you're talking about, but I just can't speak to it directly right now uh, from memory. 951, more of your calls right after this. It's Christine with a deal that is full of fun in the sun. Ride the go-karts, feed the animals, and race down the water slides with a four-pack of Mega Water Park Passes to the Watering Hole, Safari, and Water Park at Monsoon Lagoon for only $56. Get to NortheastOhioDeals.com and save now. Northeast Ohio Deals. Saving. Why? Did no one think to put this music behind them when the uh, four Stooges were at the press conference yesterday? Why? This would have been perfect, appropriate, accurate, and more. Uh, Don, I'm sorry, again, Dan, Middleburg Heights. I think I did that to you yesterday, Dan. Uh, sorry about that. I just can't see my screen so well. The A looks like an O to me at some times, but go right ahead, sir. Oh, that's okay. Just give me 15 minutes and I'll be happy. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, to me, I have no physical proof, but... With these four people being given this platform on national television during dinner hour, they have to be backed by the Brotherhood, CARE, whoever else in, in the these Muslim-backed world. They have control not only of these girls, but also the people in Congress, because nobody in my whole life would ever have allowed any of this to be spewed over the airwaves. I can't even believe the networks are letting them use all this foul language and i'm not a prude guy or anything but it's yeah, just wrong and these people are either physically or monetarily being controlled to allow this to happen as we're seeing this come across you know uh that's a really interesting point who is pulling their puppet strings because i don't think any of them is smart enough to mastermind all of this uh this campaign against donald trump themselves um and to advance their agenda i don't i don't i i Particularly AOC. A- AOC, honestly, is just this side of moron. A- and maybe not. Maybe on the other side of it. Maybe she's full on. I don't know. She just, Rashida Tlaib, Sharia Tlaib, same exact way. Ilhan Omar's got one move. Tucker talked about her last night as being a blunt instrument. She really is. And that is scream racism every time anyone comes near you. Racist, racist, racist. Ayanna Presley is the, the lesser known of the four. She is just, but she is also spewing her racist nonsense. Did you see what she said about all of this? She said, that's it. No more brown faces unless they're going to be brown uh, brown voices. No more black faces unless they're going to be black voices. We need black and brown voices. Can you fathom a white member of Congress saying, no more white faces unless you're going to be white voices, voices that speak up for whites, Can you imagine that? There would be impeachment hearings in seconds, rebukes, condemnations, you name it, for such a terrible thing. 
She can sit here and scream, we need black faces for black voices, because that's how this, this country is being segmented. This country is being balkanized. They want there to be a brown America, a black America, separate from a white America, which they then would hope to wipe out entirely. Shalom in Cleveland Heights. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Shalom. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you so much for you, to you and your listeners for your continued support of Israel and the Jewish community. We are kind of under assault right now, and so thanks for keeping a level head and recognizing where the forces of good are. I thank you very much on behalf of the Jewish community for that. Um, to the point, um, you had um, mentioned a little while ago, um, can somebody compile a list of all of the racist, anti-American things that uh, these women have said, and somebody did. Actually, actually the president uh, called for that. The president wants somebody to do that, and I second it. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a woman, uh, there's a Twitter user out there named Elizabeth Harrington, H-A-R-R. Elizabeth Harrington. Look her up. She has a complete thread documenting and itemizing all of the racist, anti-Semitic, anti-American things that these women have said. So that list is out there. People should go look at it. Um, and Trump is absolutely correct. And, and one more thing I'd like to say, I know this was kind of last week's news, but Bernie Marcus is a great American, a proud Jewish Republican who promised to give millions of dollars to help reelect Donald Trump. I think everybody out there, put on your MAGA hat and go shop at Home Depot. I love that, too. Shalom, that's a great call. One of the best calls I've taken in a long time. You've given me my top-of-the-hour homework here. While you listen to the news, I'm going to look up Elizabeth Harrington, and then we're all going to get ready to listen to Kurt Schlichter. If you've heard Kurt on this program before or as he fills in for Hugh Hewitt, he's a senior columnist at townhall.com, you know his style. And you know my style. And the two of us together, you might just hear a nuclear explosion in the next segment right here on AM 